Yeah, that's it. Uh, eight o'clock, eight and oh, something. Eight and something. I don't know, I, you have so many said that. I know that I, I don't, I mean, she nechnas adar marbim besimcha, and, you know, but that so many topics that's really, really pushed my, uh, you know, my feeling about it, and I see that uh, we are in, in the edge of, uh, you know, I don't want to say that, but really I want to see the, to talk about some res- responsibility of our educator and our kids, and what's going on to be in Purim, but uh, the phone line is uh, starting getting a phone, so let's, let's see who's on the air, and, okay. and say, say what, uh, start the show without me, and I hope that you have kitchen in your car, that it seems like you spent so much time in the, ca- in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I have, if you would okay. see my car, it's full of food, but I'm actually going to be in front of the station in like a minute, so what? Uh, I, I, I like much better sitting across from you. Okay, see your beautiful, beautiful me. But, uh, but, uh, anyways. So, well, uh, let's take a call. Okay. Oh. Uh, okay, here the first one. Hello, okay. you're on the air. Hello? Hi, uh, you're on the air. Yeah, hello. Hi. How are you? Shen. What's going on? Yeah. What's on your mind? I'm not hearing you. Okay, we have the other the other caller. Hello. Hello. Yes. Yeah. I'm on there. Yes. Hi, um, Hello? I want to say something like about Purim. Oh, what do you want to say about Purim? Um, my, my teacher told me that um, a dad is like, I live for like one Hashem, and dad is, means like live, so so if you bring Hashem, if Hashem lives to you, then my beam is Simcha, you're going to be full of Simcha. So you take in Hashem, that's why Hashem loves you. Okay, okay. I think that I think that's a very nice shot. Who, who What? Who told you that? My teacher. Okay. What grade are you in? Six. What grade are you in? Six. Sixth grade. How does sixth grader bring Hashem into into their lives? What? How is that possible? What? How does a sixth grader bring our channel? Um, well, like doing spot and keeping, okay. and whatever, doing all right. the spot. Doing going the after our channel. And, and by doing kindness? Yeah. Just by looking around at the world and seeing the beautiful things that our gives us, right? Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. And just by calling j Radio, which is the best, best place for everybody to get close to Hashem, that's the way we bring Hashem into our life. By just spreading the word of Hashem all over the place. Like crazy. Right? Yeah. Okay. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Okay. You're on there. <laughs> yes, you are. Simra, Who you're on there, there, you know this? Hello, Simra. how are you? Simra, you're on there. I'm on the air. Yeah, on what's the air. your name, Simra? On the air, on the air. Simra, what's your name? What's my name? I'm in sixth grade. Well, <laughs> you know, I, just, uh, I want to tell I'm you. I'm always on the air. Yeah. So, I want, I want to... Uh, you know, I want to yeah, ask about... Oh! Oh! Okay. Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. No. Okay, let's put you on... And now I'm really on the air. The, yes, okay. Simcha, welcome. Well, hi. And I'm okay. off the phone and okay. in the air. Yeah, on, on the real, the warm chair. The warm, very Cold warm, Europe. yeah. Okay. I get the best chair. You know what? I follow the best person. I <laughs> love Rebbe Yitzhak's. This is a this is a neshama tehorah. I love to follow him. Yeah, Baruch Hashem. So I want I, I know I want to say something is really bothering me. And I just I know and I know that it's maybe it's create a little bit. We're talking about we got some response uh, about kids, about giving more power to kids, and about something. And what do you think about? It seems like it's it seems like we. Adults has a different point of view, and to see that the kids, our kids, are really pure, are really, you know, I am amazed from from the reaction of uh, some adults that. Uh, what What are they reacting? Look, I can show you some text. I can some text that, that they were giving more power to the kids and stuff like this. Uh, so, I, so I, I, it's it's some sounds you know very very. I have I have a comment. You know what? I love to focus on the positive. What does that mean? How do you turn something like this into positive? I think that the most important thing that we could do is teach children how much power they. Child, what we face nowadays is children who are totally irresponsible. Children who have no responsibilities and they think that everything is okay. What we do here is we tell children, first of all, that they have the power to speak up, they have the power to say what they have to say, but we empower them to do good things. Also, empower them to be responsible. Once a child speaks up, he has to be responsible for himself. You know, uh, this is one one of the things that uh, I really I, I would ask you something that uh, you you've been in the education system many many years, you know, and you know, uh, and in and out. What do you respond if a, if a kid come to you and ask you question about Ashkafa that maybe maybe you don't know exactly the answer? Are you going to tell the kids this is a pokerus? Oh, this is a furious, this is princess. First of all, I heard from one great rabbi, Halavai, I should be zocheh, to be on the level of an Atikorot. To know Kol HaTorah Kula, and to be able to negate Kol The other thing is, anybody, you know, you'll be very rude, and you'll be very blunt. 
Anybody that can make a statement like that means that their education is limited because the Rishonim themselves wrote so many Sephardim that questioned in the intent to develop a response to Ashkafa. Questioning is the most important thing we need to encourage in our children. Children will never know what really is, has to be if they don't question. And you know something? If emunah and bitachon was such a simple thing, then, then... You know what? It's commercializing it. It's commercializing it. It's making it into a simple thing. Like, you, you know what? You know, someone, someone says, like, why don't they daven? It's so hard for adults to daven. We expect 13-year-old kids to daven. It's an avodah of life. I'm, 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 I'm a little old. I still work on my tefillah every day. So I think that a teacher that, you know, <laughs> I have a disadvantage because I'm a psychologist. When a teacher does that, I see straight through them and I feel very bad for them. I, you know what? I just I I I don't I don't see it. I don't don't want to call teachers. I don't want to say, uh, you know, educators. Because you know the truth that I, I had I had a, a, a story about a, a great great rabbi. You know, I want to. He was a kid, and he asked his uh, his rabbi in the class about why Kadosh Baruch Hu give us six hundred thirteen mitzvot. He could give us a small, lower number, right? His rabbi just throw him out from the class and just throw him away as this is a kfiras and that's it. This kid was, first of all, felt ashamed, felt, you know, embarrassed. He couldn't help it, but lucky, lucky, he just went out of the class and he met Rabbi Orbach, Zecher Tzadik Vadosh Levacha. He asked him, what happened? What is, what is that? And he told him that he asked the rabbi about uh, what what is all about. He come and hug him and he kiss him, and he tell him, "You know why we have six hundred thirteen mitzvot?" And he start exp- ask him, "Do you know in the morning when you go and get up in the morning and you put your shoes on? What kind of shoes you put? You put there the right and then the left and tie the right, the left and right." He said, "He ask him." Is the goy or non-religious person doing what? How, how we put the shoes? He said, put the right, left, whatever. Just you know, is is he jump into the f- uh, to the shoes together? No, he just won't put two, one, two, one, two, or whatever. Just right. you know, and he told me, you know, listen. And when you we go wash your face, what are you doing? You make up your wash your hand, you make bl- blessing, and it's at your dime, right? And that's why Akadosh Baruch Hu gave us this. For every single simple mitzvah, thing that we're doing daily, we're getting a schar, we're doing mitzvah. You know what? And this guy, he just flourished. He become a big rabbi in Israel. And this is a testimony. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, all idea of religious, it's what is that in Hebrew? Ladat is to know. Is, is, is Jewish is right. not a religious of belief. Belief so, is so, a, a Jewish of knowing. You have to ask and get the answer because you have answer to everything. So you know what? So that means that we open our lines to kids who have questions. That not just we don't. We're not afraid of questions, and we're not worried about questions. We want kids to ask questions, and the truth is.
הפוך בה והפוך בה כקולה בה. Every question that anybody has is in the Torah. The answer is in the Torah. I may not be the one that can answer it, but it's, but it's answerable. And you see, the Gedolei Ador, they have an answer for everything. And the Torah is applicable to everything. And, you know, I, I had a very, very interesting story that happened to me just like two weeks ago. I was going to a, uh, 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 an ofruf of my, my, my nephew, my nephew, Mendy Wolf, who I gets a huge mazel tov. He's like an awesome, awesome, awesome adult. Now he's a married adult. Um, and we were stuck in traffic, and we didn't know we were going to get there, and we weren't, and we had to decide whether we were going to turn back, and we weren't going to turn back, and we're in a car, and we're in the Holland Tunnel, and we're speaking to a rabbi, and it was amazing to me how the Torah gave me guidance of what to do. Same Torah Moshe that was given on Har Sinai had exactly the halacha that I needed to do, Ben Hashmashot, Erev Shabbat, on my way to Pseik, New Jersey. Because you know what? The Torah is Torah Chaim. And that's why we have 613 mitzvot. Because you know what? There's, there's so many different ways of showing Hashem that we love Him and to be attached with Him. You know something? It's like you make a birthday cake. You want to make it extra special. And you're about to send it out. You say, oh, let me just put one more little dot, one more little flower. Just another little way of showing that I care, that I love Hashem. And, yeah, do but you know- the bottom line is we need to ask questions. Because by asking questions, we get answers. That's- and the other thing is I think the most important thing that we have to tell kids is when I was 16, okay, when I was 16, I had a terrible tragedy in my family. And one of the most important people in my life was my Rebbe. He was very, very close to me. And he was very close to me. And... This terrible tragedy happened to me and my parents flew to Israel because my brother passed away and I was left alone in Rochester, 16 years old. So he was learning with me. You know what he told me, Nisim? The most important thing he told me was, it's okay to be angry now. You're allowed to be angry and you'll get over it. I was angry and I felt so guilty for feeling angry. But an emotion is an emotion. And kids have emotions. And you're allowed to have an emotion as long as you know it's inappropriate, he said. As long as you know that it's not right to be angry at Hashem. But if you're angry, you can't help it. Then deal with your feeling. Kids need to know it's okay. It's okay to have a question. It's okay to doubt something. Person has a kid wants to do something. You know what? It's okay. To want to eat, to look at something non-kosher and say, oh, I wish I could. But then when you say you're not going to, that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. To say you're not going to, that's where you get the schar. And that's that's also what we build the trust in our kids. Uh, that's how to build right? the trust on our kids. If you say no, 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 and stuff like this, and you're, you're using it basically negative terms as a picorus, as as kfirot, as something like this, you we pushing our our edge outside and our kids. And I want to tell you something. I spoke with Sunday about it. 
And uh, I, I read I read the story about uh, Rabbi Israel Salant, you know, that he come to a city, and those days used the, the Tsar army in Russia used to basically to collect kids to his army and train them from I think six or seven years old up to the retiree. And the, each village, each city used to give the Tsar certain amount of kids. Unfortunately, some rich people didn't want to send their kids to, you know, and they used to steal the poor kids or the orphans. It was a very, it's a, it was a black arrow, black, black time in our Jewish history, I would say. And it was a, 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 a poor widow with a son, and someone, someone stole, stole a son, and she became crazy. She became really crying in the street, yelling, and Rabbi Selant, Zechonoi, Tzadik Kadosh Levacha, was there, and he couldn't take it. He stood up in, in the synagogue in Yom Shabbat. And he said, I'm leaving the city. This is the city of Zdom and Gemoa. And he left the city. And everybody was shocked. How come he doing? He said, this is silly of Lot Ignov. It's Gnevat Nefesh from Israel. And I'm telling you, when I read it, I, 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 I tell you, I have, I have tears in my, in my, in my throat. When I, when I, I, when I read it, I just, I was, I was thinking to myself, are we not doing the same now today? Are we taking these kids, and only rich kids can stay in the yeshivot on on schools, and only these people? How are we not sending them, stealing them to the street? I'm telling you, I don't know. I don't know what to do with this. And that's my, my feeling about it. How are we doing our obligation? How are we doing our obligation here? You know what? You know what? I don't... I think that there's so much to do. I don't know if consciously. I think that to save kids, we have to do everything and anything. I think that, you know, in my kids' yeshiva, they're very, color, they're very, 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 very uh, equal with with. With that, I know a lot of yeshiva not, but I think that what I would like to say is, mitzad sheni. Another thing, some kids who come from less wealthy homes themselves feel like they're not worthwhile, and they feel that they're less than, and that's something that I would like to address. I would like to address that the kids need to understand that. Every Jewish boy, if you're in yeshiva, you have every right that every other kid has. And you can do everything you want to do. And you can say, if you want to be in, in, if, in the criteria in yeshiva is learning. If you learn well, then you that's the criteria. But you know what? I'm getting a little bit, I'm getting a little bit uptight. I want to talk about something a little more, a little more cheerful. Because this is the Purim show, in the pre-Purim show. I want to talk about whether kids think that it's okay to drink 
and act crazy on Purim and what the limit is. I really want to get Okay, that. no, you're right. Yeah, I tell you, you're right. I was a little bit caring emotion. I'll tell you, yeah, I, we I have a lot of issues about good and taking, but I'm telling you that when you see certain certain stuff that I, I, could, I couldn't all myself. I want the, so, kids, okay. I want the okay. kids to know okay. that they could speak up for themselves. So. Okay, that's, that's, the that's okay. That's the whole thing. Because, you know, when I see certain stuff, I, I I, it's triggering my, my, my uh, you know, uh, insanity. I'm just, I'm telling you, I cannot stand. Uh, but I, I want can, you to know something. No child should feel that their parents are poor. No, no, not in the middle. Not, I'm not talking about only, not only finance or on this. I'm talking about the approach of, uh, giving the, the kids uh, negative, you know, and you saw the text, you saw the text here, Do you know, you, know you saw the text, you know, that's just, instead to give the positive, see, don't throw the I'll kids sablanut, patience. There's two things. My, one of my nieces was valedictorian in her class in eighth grade. And they gave awards to her 26 graduates. They gave awards to 23 students and three students, they gave nothing. Whoa. My niece, I wish I could say who she is because she's an unbelievable person. She's an adult. She has children of her own. In eighth grade, because she's my sister's daughter, she walked over to the principal. She took the prize she got for valedictorian. It was a book and a plaque. And she gave it back to her. She said, I don't want this. If you could exclude three kids, I want to be the fourth. I don't want to take anything for this yeshiva. And the principal looked at her like, why? You earned it. She goes, no, I don't feel like it. And I don't want it. And that's the way that the kids can't reject. The kids have to understand. To if a kid who's off in a little bit feels like he's a part of what's going on, then they'll be, they'll be a part of what's going on. Okay. That's the bottom line. Now, back to the regular schedule program. It's we're going talking about Purim. Now, what's your funniest Purim story? My funniest Purim story was when I was high school, I jumped down a flight of stairs. I broke my ankle. <laughs> it was it was not funny. I thought I could fly. Okay, you're on the air. Um Hello? Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. What's on your mind? You think that it's okay to... How how crazy do you think it's okay to be on Purim? Um, I don't know. You don't know? Do you have a, do you have a Suda in your house or you go to someone else's house? What? Do you have your Suda in your house or someone else's house? Someone else's house. Okay. Do they have adults that act like nuts? Um, no. Okay. So, uh, do you, do you think that do you think that have you ever witnessed someone like acting like drunk on Purim or being drunk on Purim? Yeah, my father. Okay, and does is it is it is it fun? Does it bother you? My father doesn't get that drunk. So it's like a few years ago we got drunk. Okay, so it happens once in a while, but the, you have to have some of those Purim, right? Yeah. Okay, so they the. the of course, you can't tell your father what to do. That's 1,000%. Of course, you can't. And you also have to like understand that sometimes adults do get drunk on porn because a lot of great rabbis did. But what about kids? Do you think that's appropriate? No. I don't think so either. So we're on the same page. I'm good. I'm good with that. Thank you for calling. 
Okay. Bye. Bye. How are you on the air? Me? Yes, you. Um, um, when, 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 when perm comes, I'm going to dress up like, like, uh, like a farmer. A farmer? That's so, so sharp. What, what are you going to dress, what does a farmer look like? I'm going to wear work pants, okay. regular shirt, and then a farmer hat, and I'm going to take my grandmother's, um, um, like, fake flower, or maybe a horse. That's so interesting. Where'd you get that idea? I thought of it. That's very original. Do you know what? Where I grew up, I actually knew farmers. I grew up in upstate New York. There was a guy, his name was... Alfred Smith, may rest in peace. He was a potato farmer. He used to come into Shul and he used to smell like hay. <laughs> but farmers are, you know, farmers have a very hard job. So yeah, you should put like sweat and dirt on your forehead. So you look like you're working hard. <laughs> All right? Yeah. Now, if I see a farmer in the streets of Brooklyn, who should I ask? What's your first name? Yeshua Ben Yaman. I'm going to walk over to you and say, Hey there, Yeshua Ben Yaman. Is that you? Okay, how old are you? Eight. Okay, so I'm going to look for an eight-year-old farmer in Brooklyn. I may bump into you. All right? Okay. By the way, Yeshua Ben Yaman? Yeah. My middle name is Yeshua. So how do you like that? Good. All right. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Hi. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. How are you? Baruch Hashem. What, what are you dressing up on? At, at, what are you dressing up uh, as on Purim? I don't know exactly. You don't know exactly. That's a very interesting costume. Because if you dress up like an I don't know exactly, to everybody to look at you and say like, whoa, that's it, I don't know exactly. No, I don't know what I'm going to be on Purim. Oh, you don't know what you're going to be on Purim. Okay. You have any, any, so you're just going to probably like take a bunch of shtick and like slap it on, right? No, maybe I'll go to the store okay. and see what's good. All right. I used to go to this like store called like, like uh, uh, Canal Jeans. And I used to buy like all these different things that, every, that people actually thought were real clothing. For them it was. But... <laughs> One time I dressed up, mamish, mamish. I looked like a, a hobo. I was riding the bus, and people gave me their seat. <laughs> Anyways, what grade are you in? Hello? Hello. Hi, did you fall asleep? What grade are you in? Sixth. Sixth grade, okay. So I'm sure you can come up with some good sixth grade costume. Thanks for calling, Sadiq. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. How are you? Very good. I just want to say a lot of people quote the, the what's the, the Shachna that says, Chayven Yisrael Vesuwey. 100%. Everyone leaves out the Ramah that says, Vesemim the Eintach L'shtaka Kalkach, Eliyashta, Eliyashta He should drink more than regular. That's. And everyone just says, Vesemim the Eintach That's, that's, you know what? That's so true. And the truth is, but you're always going to have people that stretch the halacha, you know, like, like I, I know this person that was like very, very, very fat, 
And she used to say, I'm being a kind of mitzvah. I'm going to tell us you're dying. So she'd eat like six loaves of bread a day. <laughs> I'm joking. But you're 100% right. And the truth is, when you see Dole Adore, you see rabbis, sometimes, and I used to have Rabbanim, they used to be so excited and so happy on Purim, you could, you could like almost promise that they looked drunk. But you speak to them, and they weren't. They were just so intoxicated with the Simcha Purim. The real Simcha Shebalev, you don't need nothing to drink, and I believe it. And big believe, I don't, I myself don't drink. And in our shuls, we don't keep it, uh, this, you go to sleep, you drink a little bit, uh, you drink a, you know, small, a little bit cup of wine, and that's it, you know. I, I, because I, I, we saw a disaster on this. And it's not educated, and I know that most of the rabbis, most of the gadolim, say not to drink. Right nowadays, it's just not. It's just not. But thanks for calling. Okay. Thank you. Listen, yeah. Sadik. Yeah. So I'm so impressed that you knew the Ramah. and that means that you understand halacha. If you could focus on halacha in your life, of course, Torah Shmuel Gemara. Of course, of course, of course. If you can dedicate a component of your life to halacha, you will have a brilliant future. A brilliant future. Okay. Hatzlacha. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. How are you? I just want to say a good thing about my principal did. Okay. We're going on a group. We're going to collect money. And the principal knows that some kids will make themselves crazy. Yeah. And, like, do crazy stuff. So he made everyone, like, sign a contract, basically a contract, with a whole list of stuff. And if he signs it, he can't say, like, that stuff that he didn't do, like, he can't get punished very good. Aha. Uh-huh. And what happens, what happens if someone breaks the contract? He probably gets punished. Oh, you may. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Do you think that... Uh, how old are you? Twelve. Twelve. You do you need you sound like a smart kid. You sound like an intelligent kid. Do you think that a twelve year old really needs a contract? Or maybe if your principal would give a schmooze and say, Listen, Rabbi Sai, you're going out to collect money, you have a chance of making a kiddush Hashem, you want to do a mitzvah. So follow these rules and you'll you'll get a grand slam. You know what it means a grand slam? You're gonna get that home run. You're going to do the mitzvah, get the chesed, and do it right. It's like the best thing to do. It's, 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 like, it's like no better than that. But my principal said that see if you don't put a lock because you can break it up. But you just need to say this is how we told us. Ah, ah, okay. I know. Do you think that your principal trusts you? Yeah. That, but, okay. like, sometimes kids can get out of control. Okay. And a contract, if a kid's going to get out of control, I don't know if a contract is so much going to help. Because out of control means I'm not thinking about anything. But, all right, listen. You know what? Uh, uh, I, I, I understand your point, Simcha. But also, sometimes when a kid signs on something, it's like a, some kind of... Uh, you know, agreement for himself is like he's, he's obligated. You know, 
So you know, I I I I can see I can see it But working. I can see it working. I know that the best way is to build the trust. I I don't disagree yes. with the contract. No, I disagree the with the trust. punishment. Oh yeah, okay. So the that, that's why I asked. What's going to happen okay. at the end? If at the end the kid breaks the contract, the principal sits down with him and says, "You know what, Tzadik, I'm disappointed in you. You broke this contract, and now I lose trust in you." That's one thing. If it comes with a punishment, then yeah, you know okay, what? That's that's yeah. That, that, But that means he's following rules because he doesn't want to be punished, not because it's the right thing to do. Okay. All right. Speak to my principal. Okay, you speak to your principal. No, maybe not. Okay. <laughs> I know. Okay, be well. I think, you know Thank what? You. Uh, we really, you know, I'm amazed from our kids. It's really, they, they're very smart. Very, very smart. Very intelligent. Very smart. And that's what is up. I get me upset so much that I see that we look we unfortunately we're losing such a good kid such the right. goodness amount for uh, a I don't but know, you know what I, I, it's no but in that you know I know that you have a very good teachers very good rabbi very good more sometimes you know one thinks one can create you know but what, what we need to do is we need to create a system where the kids recognize the difference between right and wrong. And the kids react. And you know what? I knew a kid that was thrown out of yeshiva. Nine boys from his class went to the menahel on his defense and asked him, please don't throw this boy out. He's the nicest boy in yeshiva. He's the kindest boy in yeshiva. He does so much for everybody. Nine boys on their own. That's what we need. We need children to advocate for children. That's, that's what we need. And that's the most important. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi, how are you? Yeah, hi. How you doing? Yeah, Baruch Hashem. I say it's possible rice to drink wine. And I don't, I don't generally drink wine. I think it's very stupid to make it so much sugar. Okay. You have, you're entitled to your opinion. I and that, by the way, by the way, this year, especially the police are going to be out. All after 12 o'clock, everything you have to stop. Good, good, because I want my kids home at 11. And Mr. Goss, and Mr. Goss, and, you know, it's, um, I don't think it's also right, but it's very stupid to think, why, you know, people got machine working in the because you, you think you're talking like a guy. I don't like the, I don't like the word like a guy. I mean, there are many Eden, unfortunately, get drunk also. I think that yeah, it's just not good, you know, and I think that, I think that, you know what, it, I don't care, I don't care how, how, from a person gets when they drink. Sometimes a person gets so from. But you know what? Hashem taught us by another view, okay? Right after they died, it says, Why? They drank and they got so inspired. They were so close to Hashem. It elevated them. They were high with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. So high that they wanted to bring their own, their own, their own, their, their, their own uh, 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 Corbin. And so they, they felt so close to Hashem. They were so inspired. They were flipping out or tripping out, whatever you want to call it. Hashem said, thank you very much. Just do yeah, it my way. I don't need you right. jumping up and down, screaming, I love you, I love you, I love you. Just say what the, what yeah. the words are. We don't yeah, need wine. Right. We don't need liquor to get close to Hashem. Yeah, all right. Gracias. Thank you. Thank you for your good point. How you are on the air. Oh, did you just... How you are on the air? 
You're off the air. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi there. What's cooking? Good looking. What's tonight's topic? Uh, tonight's topic? It's... Why do kids call up and ask, what's tonight's topic? Are you listening? Halfway. Okay, so then give me half the topic. Tell me about um, getting drunk. Yeah. Are you drunk? Nope. Good. So tonight's topic is um, drinking on Purim. I mean liquor. I don't mean water. Soda. You can drink soda on Purim. It's, I think it's pretty bad, especially kids. It's really against the law, especially kids. Do you understand that it's really, it's 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 not a good thing. It's really not a good thing. Yeah, how old are you? Twelve. Okay, so as a 12-year-old. But uh, it's it's not, it's not fun. It looks, it, 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 it really looks... Like it's fun, but it's just it's and not only that, not only that, it's just not the way that we want to really get into Purim. And I'm not talking about high, a little bit happy, tipsy. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people that like walk around vomiting on front lawns and and, 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 and slobbering all over people and smell like like bar stools. That's what I'm talking about. And unfortunately, if you walk through the streets of Brooklyn sometimes, you encounter people that like all of a sudden are hanging off you, like drooling all over your face. You say, oh, nice to see you too. Very looking porn. You know what I, I mean? I confirmed you. You too. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. Um, I want to say that I think that becoming drunk is very bad and it's embarrassing for the person to see them like act silly on the street. Right. Actually, unfortunately, for the person, it's not so embarrassing because they don't even know what's going on. But for their relatives, it's really embarrassing. And I used to be the guy who used to drive people home all the time at Purim. And sometimes I would, like, be embarrassed. Like, I have to drag them up to their up to their rooms. People say, like, are you related? They said, no. I'm just a local drunk pickup. But, uh... It's, it is embarrassing, and it's not nice. It's not nice. But, uh, okay. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. What's cooking? Purim. Nothing? Purim. Purim is cooking. Okay. You know what? I know someone in Israel. This is very funny. They used to make like 200 hummatash. And they used to make five of them with jalapeno peppers. <laughs> and then they used to send them out for shalakabandas. And they used to wait for the phone calls. <laughs> At Budim, they wait to find the, one, the five people that would call up. <laughs> and so one year I was there, and he gets a phone call. He tells his wife, Honey, I told you not to put the shalakabandas in the rabbis, but not to put him in the rabbis shalakabandas. They sent the rabbi the shal. Two hummus with jalapeno peppers. I think that he was standing by by the atzala. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine what I would do if I bit into a hummus and I got a hot pepper in there. What do you think? Mm, that's not so tasty. No, not at all. Call the fire department. But 
I mean, I'm a, I'm I would a, love it. I know you would. I'm Moroccan. My kids love hot. I can't eat hot. It doesn't go with that. I just don't like it. But uh, when I was a kid, I was staying by somebody's house. They were Libyan. And they eat a lot of hot. So they had pepper salad on the table. It looked good. I didn't know it was hot pepper salad. So I took a lot of it. And I was too embarrassed to not eat it. Because my mother told me, eat everything on your plate. So I swallowed it whole. It was very bad. I had stomachache all night. But that's okay. Anyway, thanks for calling. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Yeah. Hi, how are you? Thank God. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for the show. It's thank really you. amazing. Thank you. And second of all, what's wrong with getting just a little high? I'll get into the into, into the music and the dancing. I, I'm not going to get just, drunk. You know what, Sadiq? I just said I'm not talking about a little high. That's not what I'm talking about. So you're about. saying a little high is good? I'm saying, if first of all, to get a little high and in control. Shots. couple shots you hold is good. <laughs> you know what? Hey, depends on how much age, you weigh. Age, I heard, I heard age. you can't have a limit. I heard you can't have a limit. No, no, age. Age. That's really the key. It depends the, how old the person is. Age. And this age? is the most. A, yes. If a kid's age. under age, you really can't give them. You cannot give him, and it's really bad education. It's, it's very uh, bad examples. You know what? When I used to be extremely heavy, I used to weigh like 400 pounds. I could drink a whole fifth of scotch and be able to walk a straight line and tell you like my last three phone numbers because I was so big, it didn't have any effect on me. So you ask three shots, I don't know. But if a kid's underage, it's really inappropriate. Underage is 21. Okay. And that's legal, right? So I'm talking about giving them underage to dispense liquor to anybody under 21 is just inappropriate and uh, it's also jeopardized it's it's a very dangerous to person that gives them because it can you know we had we had one time a party that the kids went out from huh? the house drunk make an accident they sued on the on oh. owner of the of the party right and they went it, they went to the to, to, to a jail it was in the Goisha neighborhood. You know, you know my, my, my kids' yeshiva did something very interesting. They wanted to make a, a wild Purim party. So Menahel said, you know what? I get it. You want, I'll trade off. So don't make it that way. You get a skiing trip. The school sponsored a skiing trip for the 12th graders. Let them go. They, you'll have your fun. You enjoy yourself. Something you enjoy, something healthy, something, something good, so you don't have your precast old. Simcha, let me ask you something. You know, you know, we we're talking about as adults here. Do you think you can be happy without drink? <laughs> I'm not happy when I drink. Oh, that, exactly, that's exactly the I point. I cry the when point I get, of, when the, I drink. The, I cry. The point of this is that so many that it's illusion, and this you know, unfortunately, these kids getting the wrong message that to to drink is to be happy. I'm sorry. I see so many people that drinking and they become so sad. They become so tearful. They become so uh, 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 miserable. And you know something? You know something? It doesn't say nitva uh, beyain. It doesn't say they're buried in wine. Drink a little wine and your sword comes down. It loosens up to bring out a little sword. But a person's essence comes out when they drink a little bit. It, it, that's fine. You know, my father, Allah Shalom, used to have with supper a little arak every night. 
This is what he had, just with supper. So this was something that was very normal, a very little bit. I know someone that made her husband crazy for that. That's not what I'm talking about. Talking about, and it was always the same amount. The the people that that get drunk and overindulge, and you know the French people drink wine like it's water. Yeah, I, uh, yes, and they're not walking around drunk. No, they're disgusting and rude and everything else, but they're not drunk. Look, if you eat frogs, so definitely you have something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> snails. Yeah. Oof, I was. Okay. We were in France. We saw snails. Yes. I'm like, eh. uh, okay, okay. We'll... Right, thanks okay. for calling. Hello, hi, you're on the air. Hello, hi there. Do you have any ideas for Purim stick? Ideas for Purim stick. Um, uh, I mean, ideas. You mean like, like stick on people? Like in school. In school. I'm a teacher. Ah. Uh, I don't really... If, it depends. Does your teacher have a sense of humor? Yeah. Okay. If your teacher has a sense of humor, then I don't, that, that you could do porn stick. If your teacher doesn't have a sense of humor, then it could be traumatizing for them. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think the, I guideline, the guideline I always have is respect. If it's respectful, if then it's, it's okay. It's a poem spirit. No, right. So I don't, Yoli, Yoli told me something. Don't say poem stick. Say poem spirit. You know, you can turn up the chair, you know, put the, the blackboard on the other side, go to there, you know, all this kind of, this is like the spirit uh, that's, you know, and uh, if the kids, all the kids will standing on one side suddenly and the teacher come, you know. All I, this I heard one class is something very funny. They took, they took chickens, three, chi- they took two chickens <laughs> and they released them in the school and they put on each chicken number two and number three. <laughs> and so they released them. And they spent the whole day looking for the first chicken, which really didn't exist. That was funny. All right? Okay. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for calling. Okay, bye-bye. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hello. How are you? Hi, you're on the air. Yes, Hello? How you doing? Good, Baruch Hashem. Uh, I want to know like this. Let's say you're Sephardi and you have to do what the Mechaber says, Adlayada. Uh, first of all, I am Sephardi. Okay? Okay. And I think every day I'm like Adlayada. I don't know whether I'm coming or going anyways on a regular basis. I don't have to drink to get to that place. But I think that, I think that Yesh, Yesh may kill him on the Mechaber's side of Adlayada. Yeah, I mean, but listen, but I get it. I, when I was a Sephardi and Ashkenazi, she wrote also. I also, yeah, and, and I always got, I looked for like the head terim, like, you know, sitting down for Kaddish and things like that. I was like the guy that said, no, we sit for Kaddish. <laughs> So I, I, I understand, but drinking—I don't want the legacy of the Sephardic jewelry, which is by far the, the 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 crowning glory of the world, to go down as like we're the drinkers. You know what I mean? You right. find, what yeshiva to go to? Cheder. Okay, so I, the cheder, do what you want. No, I'm joking. <laughs> so, 
Oh. All right. Now, what? what they, you're, you're trying to tell me that they don't get drunk in the cheder? I think so. Hi, you're on the air. Hello, me? Yes, you. How you doing? I want, um, I, I want to tell you what I'm dressing up as. Oh, I want to hear. Ketchup. Ketchup? <coughs> yeah. That is so unique. Where did you get that idea? I don't know. Is, I, I do you have a sister or a brother that's going to go like mustard? Um, no. You should get one member of your family to be mustard, one to be relish, and get another person to be pickles. You can have a whole picnic. You can go as a barbecue. They're older, my brother. Oh, they're older. So they can go like french fries. They don't really dress up. They don't. So dress them up. Come on. Tell them to dress up. But I think that's such an awesome costume. You thought of that on your own? Huh? Did you think of that on your own? Yeah. That's so brilliant. That's so brilliant. I'm so impressed. So if I see a ketchup bottle walking down the street, I'm going to know it's you. How do you know? Because I think you're going to be the only ketchup bottle in Brooklyn. Unless someone hears this and wants to dress up like you. All right? Okay, thank Thanks you for calling. Have a very good forum. Hi, you're on the air. Hello, me? You. Yes, Hi. I wanted to say something about to that boy that who said that he's Sephardi and he should do at Belayada. Okay. Uh, first of all, I want to ask this kind of people. First of all, do you do every single other mitzvah every day <laughs> the, with, the, with the absolute kavana well and said. the humrah that you're supposed to, or you know, is it just once a year in Purim? You're reminding me of something that there used to be a boy that used to quote a, a hetter of Ramosha Feinstein. To say, you keep all the chumras of Ramosh Feinstein, <laughs> that you can keep the heterim. You're right. Keep the mechaber to the T, and you can be makbir on this one. I, love I it. wanted to say something else. Brilliant. Uh, okay, hello? Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Y- yes, I want to say something else. For years and years, I was thinking that how is it that uh, Jewish religion that is so um, spiritual and ruchanit and everything, how is it that says that the mitzvah is being done unless uh, when you really don't know the it becomes so shikr and you don't know the difference of uh, Baruch Mordechai and um, Arohaman and couldn't understand it because our you know our religion is not like that. So I said, how is it only in Purim it says such a thing? And this year I heard something very very interesting, and it says that uh, when when you you realize that Baruch Mordechai and Arur Haman are the same, you think that they are the same, is when you understand that the same way that Baruch Mordechai, Mordechai was sent by Hashem to save Israel and was a bracha to Israel, Haman also was a bracha. How could you say Haman was a bracha? It means that you understand in life that all the brachot and or problems that you have in life all are sent by Hashem. That is so beautiful. And when you accept both of them the same, the same if you understand that Haman also was sent by Hashem That's, for you know another something? purpose, that is do you, do you know um, the, the absolute that is? mitzvah. Do, do you know whose pshat that is? Because I, I, Baruch Shikivanti, that's been my pshat. I've said that pshat 
my own feeling. And I was, I was on the tip of my tongue as you were speaking, and I get such joy that you said the same thing. Because I always I, said, Truma Amin understands that there's no difference between Baruch Mordechai and Arur Haman. They're all part of the big picture of what we did. And, and Koma and David Rahamana Tava Amin. Everything that Hashem does is for good, and everything combines to the big picture of the end, which is Biata Mashiach and Goel I heard it from a rabbi, a young rabbi in Persian rabbi in Long Island. It's Chakdachshi, but I don't know where he got it from. Oh and also he said something else very that um, the mitzvah of being uh, happy in Adar, month of Adar, right. whoever does it really, that he is happy, he will be zocher to also feel and receive and get the geula in Nisan. Whoever Amen. gets the happiness Amen. in Adar Amen. could get the geula that is given on Nisan. Amen. Halavai. Very you good. And your family and, and Thank all Thank you so Israel. much. Thank, Thank you, you for, for the program, Dr. Simcha, what you did, that the kids call and ask questions. And... Um, Thank you it for has listening. their own program. You and you started it. You opened up the kids that they call and ask questions. Now we have an adult program. Mordechai Weinberger. Kids are calling and they are telling their fears, their problems in the school beautiful, with other beautiful. friends, caring for friends. And you started it with the children, I'm, and that's very, very, very nice. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for a lot. I want to ask also for Rebain and Balabatim. When the kids come with the costumes to collect, please do not give them drinks. That's, that's right. Absolutely irresponsible. Don't have it out. Don't even have it out because you know what? You don't see them taking. I see kids taking and I go to kiddishes. I go out of my mind. I see kids just hopping liquor on their own. I want to jump out of my skin. I don't want to make a scene. But like I'll just politely walk over to them and say, you know, would you like some soda? <laughs> it's very scary. Very Years scary. ago, my son went to his Rebbe with a bunch of friends uh, I think they were 9 or 10th grade. In the school that he was, it was only 9 or 10th grade. And the kids walked out uh, shaker. And it was awful. And my, 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 my son told me, Mommy, one of my friends was throwing up in the corner of the street. And my son said, Mommy, you don't know what my feeling we have from seeing that. And, and a Rebbe and a Balabatic, absolutely irresponsible. Irresponsible. Thank you so much for calling. Have a fair look. Very forward. welcome. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, we finished, you know, it's, uh... Oh, we started a little late. Let's yeah. do, like, one more call. No? Okay, yeah, okay, let's do one, one more, more call. call. Hi, you're on the air. Me? You are the last caller tonight, and you win a call. How are you? A call? That's it, what I win? <laughs> that's it, what you win. I can't win anything else? Yeah, you could. Go what? look in your closet. Tell me what's in your kitchen cabinet. Is there something good? I'll give it to you. You can have it. What's it called? I don't know. Um, look, what is I it have called? my friend from my block. Yes. And my father doesn't let me play with Perm Shake, and I understand why, because it's dangerous. Right. And, but my friends on the block, they're always busy with it. So I, I think that two things. First of all, understand one thing. Well, by the fact that you're listening to your father, you are elevating yourself to such a level that you can't imagine because you are putting yourself in a position that, Hi, you're on the air. that, that Me? is you higher than everybody. I lower your radio because you're listening to me talk to you five minutes ago. Okay, let me lower it. Okay, now it's good? Oh, yes, now it's good. Um, so, so first of all, that means you're better than everybody else. 
And my father tells me it's overrated. This whole Purim shtick thing is overrated. It's just not something you want to do. Right, but my father always tells me not to play with them. Now I don't have a friend to play with. You can play with them, but not when they're doing shtick. But my father told me I shouldn't play with them because they're always doing that. They're doing Purim <laughs> shtick in, 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 in Nissan and in Seabon. Yeah, and sometimes I, they even make fire, you know? Oh, if they make fire, stay away from them. Kids who light fires need to worry about. That's not a good thing. That's right. And then I don't have friends in the block. There, there are no you'll find good enough of friends. You find other friends. There are other friends. I'm sure there are other friends that are not outlaying fires. You're a nice yes, kid. They are. They're all together. Because, you know, it's cool because... I don't know. If I saw a bunch of people all together that smelled bad, I'd say, like, I want to smell bad because they're all together. And I'd say, well, unfortunately, I smell good, so I'm going to have to find other friends. And no, not only that... They take steel wool and they light it. And then they start wiggling around and it looks cool, man. Eventually, it's eventually it cannot lead to anything good. And then, so then the whole old, the whole old kids join. So I don't have no friends to play with you because they're all busy with it. All right. I think that, you know what, maybe, maybe your parents could help you with that. Maybe, could your mom get involved and, and try and find you someone that's like a little bit more normal? How about no, from school? Do you have any friends from school that you go over to? Yeah, but they're far away from me. So I take you on a weekday? They're not lighting fires on Shabbos, I can tell you that. Right. So I'm sure that there are, there are, like, there are people like around. How about from school? Do you have real kids from school that, that, that you can play with? I'm sure. I'm an older boy, Ray. I don't play by school. I know, but I'm saying there's no one from from your shul that lives in your area that you can maybe get together with? There's no kids in my shul who let's leave it at. There's so many in my shul where I Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, so no kids at all? Mm, I'm like one of the only kids over there. Wow. I'm, not, I'm not really a kid anymore. I'm almost by mitzvah, but... So, listen, you're a young adult, but I'm sure there are other kids around by mitzvah age. No? Right. So you can talk to them. There are a lot of things to do. You know, like, my sons get together with their friends. And they, you know, like, they go and they go 